Hello and welcome to this episode of the Soul Love Podcast, where we go deep on what it means to really live and love from the soul. We are your hosts, Gria. My name's Aaron, and we're a twin flame couple. And on this podcast, we're going to be sharing authentically from our journey in the hopes that you, the listener, will get some really clear insights and perhaps even some strategies on how you can live and love from the soul. Let's rock. Let's rock it. Woohoo. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Soul Love Podcast. I am Aaron. And I'm Gria. And today we're going to be going in deep and sharing a bit about our relationship Mm. because I'm sure you guys at home are like, who are these guys? What is this soul love? Why am I listening to this? And so it's our intention today to really connect with you guys, the, the audience, through our authenticity and maybe if you're single, inspire hope in uh your possibility of creating a soul love relationship and we wish to share with you our wisdom um, that we've acquired along our journey and do it in a playful way because we love a bit of fun yeah, and yeah play's important yeah yeah totally yeah. yeah so where we're at now we're currently sitting in the living room of where we're living we're living at my mum's home which is the same home that I grew up in and um, we're at the, the really real point of rebirth at the moment and uh, we're birthing a new business, um, we're birthing a baby yeah. um, and we're really kind of stepping into this new phase of our life and new phase of our relationship and um, it's been really interesting over the last few hours we've been reflecting on our story and, you know, the different key points in it and uh, I think it's a really beautiful testament to the power of really trusting and surrendering in, in what we know is at highest good and continually giving giving up how we thought things would look, how we thought they should look, and really trusting that inner feeling, that inner knowing. Um, yeah. yeah. And going with what feels right. Yeah. That's ultimately what yeah. led us to one another. Yeah, what feels the highest. Yeah. Because sometimes things can feel like right, yeah. <laughs> like that extra piece of tilt or something, yeah. but you know it's not in the highest good. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to say I've had a really bad flu the last couple of day, couple of weeks, so if I do cough, I've got a pillow to like totally muzzle myself into. And um, so, yeah, please excuse if I do have some coughs coming up. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, we met about three years ago mm-hmm. and... I was doing my personal training certificate at the time. Uh, I was there to do one of my tests. Mm, Assessments. Yeah, yeah. assessments. Yeah. And, yeah, I was there waiting for a class to end, and I think you were as well. You were stretching, if I remember correctly. I was about to take – the class was ending, and I was about to take a yoga class. Yeah, Yeah. because I remember I was sitting on a chair, and you were sitting down. Yeah. On the floor stretching and yeah, yeah. You looked up at me and goes, "Oh, so so, what do you do?" Yeah, and I said, "Oh, I'm training to be a vibration coach." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I don't know." Just every every we'll go back and touch on that later. Yeah, but, we will, um, but... yeah, that's how we met. Really, both on on our path and um, yeah, both at really different stages of yeah. our life to where we are now. So, and you were like one of the only people that really got it when I said I was going to be a vibration coach. Mm, mm. And there'd been a whole journey leading me to that. And um, yeah, it, I'd been on a massive spiritual journey. I'd been on about three different uh, heroes' journeys of going out into the unknown and then returning and mm. uh, you know, really facing my demons and, and fears and 
and growing as a result. And yeah, I was 24 when we met and I'd spent... Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> I'd spent about six years searching, essentially. I, I'd left school and just knew I didn't want to be part of the status quo. I didn't want to just go and get a mundane job or study something that didn't really interest me. And so I told my family, I'm like, I'm having a gap year. And then that gap year turned into two and then it just mm. turned into six. <laughs> <laughs> As they do. Yeah. And that, those, those years were really broken down into two, two chunks. There was the first three years when it was travel and partying and um, just searching for those highs and mm. uh, um, going to concerts and raves and gigs and all the good times. Yeah, the living with the boys and just living it up. I had epic time, <laughs> and uh, that all led me to London. And I was still in that party boy mentality, but things just weren't working out for me. And I had one night where it was just went too far on the gear and hit rock bottom and it mm. just really shook my world up and I really did a lot of reflecting on what am I really searching for here mm. and I really had to go deep in myself and um, and ask myself some hard questions in the end and um, what that really inspired in me was to do better mm-hmm. and how that looked was I started working on my mindset because I recognised that my thoughts were the only thing really holding me back from being the person I wanted to be. And second of all, I noticed that my intuition, I had a really strong intuition and it was always sort of guiding me to either amazing experiences or really meaningful relationships. And so I was really interested in discovering and finding out what would happen if I just followed my intuition and mm. moved through my fears and... Mm. Um, I really started a whole new journey then, which was searching um, for sure, but it was searching in a way of discovering who I was and what life's really about. I was really interested in metaphysics and the idea that everything's energy and I started um, experimenting with psychedelics. I had mushrooms in Amsterdam and just could see like energy around me and was just really opened my mind and I had a bit a a small ego death on that (laughs) nothing (laughs) compared to the ego deaths I've had recently but um, that really opened me up to a a whole new uh, world essentially Mm. and I was just so intrigued and and passionate about you know what is this life about Mm. and, and what is my this yearning and this intuition leading me towards and um, it really led me to some peak experiences of, you know, self-realization and really not just experiencing, you know, quote unquote God from a perspective of the mind, but actually like, whoa, unity consciousness, really mm-hmm. experiencing mm-hmm. that and knowing that from a really deep Embodied. In, it, was, it was an experience. So then mm. it was embodied. It wasn't just a uh, conception in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, which ultimately led me more to my purpose. At that time of my life, I felt my purpose was to help awaken humanity. And, and that purpose has evolved through time. And I think one of the biggest gifts of that last stage of my life was the 
self-belief and self-trust I really cultivated because mm. my intuition didn't always lead me to sunshines and uh, rainbows and unicorns. It led me to some dark places mm. and I had to really go through some intense fears and you know, I had to go through my family thinking I was crazy and yeah. me thinking I was cra- even like yeah. questioning my own sanity at one stage. Mm. Uh, but in really trusting, trusting my own guidance, my own intuition, and I really just was so set on my path. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm smiling as you say that because I know that you had shared some of those initiations and some of those things with me and it wasn't until, you know, we went up to New South Wales, Australia together and I kind of actually met some of those people and was <laughs> in the places where some of those things had happened. I was like... Oh shit! Right, yeah, I get it. Yeah. When I, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty hectic, and I still know I only got little glimpses of it. Yeah, 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 and they were very big initiations, and um, it really led me not just to believe in, um, you know, the, the idea that we're as a collective ascending, but a, a real inner knowing that mm. humanity is in a new. Uh, period of evolution and there's mm. massive opportunities for us to really evolve in this lifetime mm. and it went from just a belief into a real knowing mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so then that phase of my life sort of came to an end when I wanted to really bring my gifts and um, more of my purpose and being of service to the world and I actually moved back from that travel period back to Tasmania and with the intention to be a vibration coach because in my journey really learning to raise my vibrations through my emotions with positive thoughts and my physical well-being that's what had really led me to raise my consciousness and mm. to discover this higher truth of life and I wanted to give that and help people in their journey and discovering that for themselves and um, yeah physical vitality and well-being was a massive part of me uh, really raising my vibration to a a state of consciousness where I could have these self-realization moments so you know I was just trusting my own inner guidance I knew I didn't want to be just a PT um, but my inner guidance was like okay personal training Mm. And then that's when I met you. Yeah. And sure enough, the personal training thing hasn't worked out, but I really, you know, trusted that that's why I was called to do that because Mm. that's where we met. Yeah, and it's so interesting you say that because I'd been the same. Like I'd been teaching – I used to teach body balance, just kind of yoga, Pilates and Tai Chi, and I took that for about eight years and I'd left the gym that I – had been working at and was working at this, um, you know, private, small kind of personal training business, and um, which is where we met. And I'm the same. Like I had almost stopped that work so many times. It's just something kept me going. And I really honestly believe that it was that I was to meet you, that that's how I was going to meet you on that path. And that path had really served me, really had opened me up into, you know, taking the concept that meditation being good for us to, to actually really going to some deep, beautiful, you know, meditations, which led me onto my spiritual journey. And I'd, um, I used to be like in full time consulting, um, the corporate world. And when I, um, was pregnant with my first, uh, born, when I left the maternity leave, I, I resigned from that 
job. So I hadn't been in the corporate um, world for like five years. And when we met, I'd since had like a second daughter. So she was two. And um, I'd, you know, been, I'd been doing, I'd done my coaching training. I was running the odd women's circles. I'd run a couple of retreats and I knew that I wanted to really be focusing on this holistic healing and really working with women and men, but in particular women to really tap into what's really important for them. Um, but at the same time, I was, you know, full-time mummy to young kids and, and that was my priority. So I think the biggest thing was, you know, when we met, I, I was married. I'd been married for 12 years then. So, you know, and it had been a really kind of safe, kind, um, comfortable marriage. Um, but my dad had died two months prior and um, I really... To yeah. meeting me, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to meeting you. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, so at that time, you know, anyone who's lost someone who they love knows how transformative it can be. And Dad had been um, diagnosed with cancer two years prior to his death. So I'd had two years of um, a lot of deep, deep uh, inner work and a lot of grief in those two years and really getting... I'd always been really close to my dad, but um, I really discovered once we knew that he was dying... Um, how many times I would just subtly twist my truth or not particularly shine in my full light or, you know, I still had that people-pleasing mode and still didn't want to offend. And when when we kind of knew he was dying, it was just a realisation that, fuck, he's this man, you know, one of the loves of my life and he's going and there's just no point in pretending, you know, like I, there's just no point. So um, it's still, you know it still makes, I still get emotional because it, it was such, um, as much as my dad dying had always been like one of my biggest fears. Honestly, it's been one of the biggest gifts in my life because of the lessons that have come through. And about, I reckon it was, it probably was two or three weeks before I met you, Aaron, and you've heard this story, but I'll share it for the listeners. I had a dream and um, so dad had passed about, you know, six weeks, eight weeks prior. And um, I had a dream and he, I won't go into the full story of it, but essentially he came to me and he looked, he looked so well. Like he had, um, I keep saying he looks like, he'd always had good hair, but had gone quite gray. And um, in the dream, he like had full, it was like a hair, what was a hair replacement? You yeah, know, when yeah. people regrow their hair? <laughs> He looked like a pit-up man for one of those. He had the fluffiest white hair, looked like a white goose. And his um, complexion was so beautiful and it was a classic, like he was right, right next to me, but I could tell he was in another dimension and he was speaking telepathically to me. And essentially what happened is that he opened his hands and he showed me that he was holding this beautiful egg and there were three dots on the egg, which I really feel symbolised my two sisters and I. And... Um, and I could see inside the egg and basically the message that he conveyed was that I didn't realize, but when chicks are growing inside an egg, it's like as soon as they can start to kind of, as soon as they start to develop, they start the pecking action and they keep doing that until finally they're big enough to peck through the egg. And the message was that that same spark of consciousness that is in that chick that is guiding them to that is that same spark that is our heart that is guiding us in our lives. And that really the secret to life, what we're all here to know and to realize in, and to 
live is to trust in our heart's calling and to really trust in those whispers and to be brave enough to really break free from that past conditioning and everything that's keeping us from living our fullest and loving from our deepest and it was it's just such a powerful powerful dream and so goosebumps right now yeah yeah beautiful dad um and so that's kind of where I was at and I'd really made a commitment that um to really start to honour my father's death by really living my life and to not sacrifice that dad had lived a full life of service. He'd made a massive impact, but really cost him. And so I wanted to be of service. I wanted to be helping others. I wanted to be doing really meaningful work. And I also wanted to be a good mother. I wanted a really, really deep, intimate relationship where there were just, you know, were just full disclosure of everything and, and, um, Essentially, what had happened is that my, my spirituality and my, my inner knowing and that inner quest and really tapping into the truth of who we are had become my thought focus in my life. And, mm. and that's when we met. So, and then there was that, that moment yeah. that we met, which was different for you and I. So do you want yeah. to share that? And, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, um, as I was just saying earlier, that moment when we met, I, I felt like you were the first person I met when I said I'm being a vibration coach to like really got it and was like, oh, wow, I'm excited. I was like, oh, cool, someone that gets it. And I still remember so clearly um, I was still sitting on the same seat and you got up to do the yoga class and you were in, I don't know what this pose is called. Uh, it's um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like the arena pose. Yeah, yeah, that one. And I, I just remember looking over at you and I was like, hmm. Like I didn't couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I was like, there's something about her. Mm. I don't. There's just something about her. That mm. was it. Yeah. There was nothing more than that. <laughs> it's so funny because I remember when you said you're going to be a vibration coach. I'd never heard of it before, but as soon as you said, it, I felt it. I was like, oh, that's because I was all about vibration alignment, and you're the first, you're starting to speak my language. I was like, yeah, awesome. And I wanted to do coaching, but I didn't just want to do you know, thoughts and it wasn't just emotion. There was something, there was something much bigger than it. So I knew, I, I so clearly remember, and I remember doing that yoga class and I remember just trying to totally kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> you would think I was awesome. And uh, yeah, I remember getting in the car and closing the door and going, whoa, that man, like, that, yeah, whoa. I'm, I just knew I was going to love you. Yeah. I, I knew it. I didn't think it was going to be in this way, but I knew I was going to, really love you deeply yeah it took you a little while to (laughs) to know that but that's okay it's part of our journey yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah and what followed from that was a i received a a video call from you yeah and you invited me to your (laughs) network marketing company yeah which i was already i was already doing a um (laughs) sorry a network marketing company at the time which I really enjoyed, but mm. um, actually, I think before that, you'd given me a a booklet, and it, and it was all about the golden age and ascension and stuff. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, oh, you get it, like awesome, and you, mm. you you were like, yeah, sort of get it. <laughs> yeah, because for me at that time, the ascension, or that was still kind of conceptual. I hadn't had yeah. my own experience of ascension, and yeah. Yeah, it was still kind of this idea. It wasn't embodied for me then. Yeah, but yeah. when you gave me that book, I was like, whoa, there's something to this yeah. this woman. That, yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to – I didn't really know anything about the network marketing company or I just knew it was supplements, but I was like, 
I don't really care what it is. I just really want to work with you. Yeah. And um, yeah. that's sort of how our friendship started. Yeah. And I remember you came over the first time because you were doing handyman work at the time. Yeah. And um, you came over on your lunch break one day and I like got out on like my coaching exercise because I was like, I don't know, I can't remember how, but you were, we were talking about coaching and the different types we did and said, oh, here, I'll take you through this little exercise. And it was a Bayes exercise. And I remember, and it basically it, it takes people through getting what is it they want to experience, what do they want to do, how do they want to grow and learn. And, and mo- like every single person I had taken through, it would things like, I want to go to Croatia, I want to get my degree, I want to, it was all these like things, external things. Yeah. And you had replied like, I want joy, I want love, I want freedom. connection. <laughs> yeah, I want freedom. And then all these heart and every single value that you wrote were like my top values. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> and I was amazed because normally like part of the practice is to derive those values out of it and you just knew it straight away and you, I remember your, your level of self-awareness and, and your desire to kind of inquire and see behind the layers of what's really driving us, um, especially the subconscious stuff, it really it literally impressed me like it, and really inspired me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, it was the same with, um, in my perspective, like... I was always just thriving on the conversations we'd had that we could like really explore these topics we were interested in. Mm. um, At the time, I was really passionate about making, you know, conscious content for social media and I was making videos and Mm. stuff and you were the first person I sort of quote-unquote interviewed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, And I wore that terrible, terrible cardigan. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so bad. My hair was so bad. I know it's um, it's a bit of a laugh. <laughs> We've still do have we taken it down? I can't remember. No, it's still up there. Oh <laughs> god! Oh dear. Anyway, yeah, but that I remember we totally flowed, and I I remember a few people looking at that, and I remember one of my like spiritual teachers at the time said, "You just there's something like <laughs> you guys look like you're in love," and I was like, "Really?" Like it's like yeah. So essentially, we we just became really close, like really close, mm. full confidence. And because we weren't in a romantic relationship, there was no limit as to we didn't have to try to impress each other or, you know, so we could be really honest with each other about everything. Yeah. And over my journey, over all my travels, I'd made like really strong connections with a lot of men who I considered my brothers. Mm. And you, what I, I was just like, <laughs> you're like the sister I never had, yeah. <laughs> which is what I, how my mind made sense of it mm. at the time because there wasn't necessarily sexual chemistry or anything. It was just a pure, genuine, heartfelt connection. Yeah. You know, yeah. away from all the, well, for me, in my perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a, an innocent friendship, mm. really. Yeah, and then we ran, decided to run a workshop together. Yeah. And that was awesome. Like, yeah. it was pretty chaotic, and there's all these things led <laughs> up these beforehand. All these things happened around anyway, that, but. <laughs> but that was beautiful, and that gave us a taste of what it was to, to work together. And um, I'm kind of going to create like a, a pause in terms of this, the details of what happened over the following months because it involves the, you know, the separation from my ex husband and I, and just to honor his privacy and you know the sanctity of that marriage we'll we'll leave that out but essentially it came to a point where I realized that um well my you know my ex-husband and I realized that you know we'd come to a point where we had different values and different 
needs and the needs and values were kind of opposite one another you know they were kind of at the polar opposites and um it was it was a really clear realization when it when it dawned upon us that 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 marriage and that soul contract was you know now I realize it was the, the that was the end of the soul contract mm. we'd, we'd done our time and so um yeah so we decided to to separate and um and you and I you know again we were already really good friends and you know, we became intimate at some stage, but when we did, it certainly wasn't the last thing I thought of was the last thing I wanted was going to a long-term relationship. I remember I had like this intention to become an ethical slut because I'd only, I'd been in like a relationship for 15 years and I'd had one partner, which had been a long-term relationship prior to that. So I was like, I'm just going to have freedom and be like live and da da da. And then, yeah. And then like we kissed and like we'd made love the first time. I was like, Oh, like, yeah, I did not want to be with yeah. anyone else. And for me, you know, why I was really open to becoming intimate was because I'd had a few sexual relationships that were just really shallow and just empty and I was just over it and I was mm. just so open to exploring, you know, having a sexual relationship with someone I had a genuine connection with mm. and... Yeah, because, you know, when I was manifesting my soulmate, I certainly didn't put out there that I wanted a woman with two children. Yeah. You know, so it was the furthest thing away from what yeah. I thought I wanted. Yeah. And it's one thing my journey, even before this point, had taught me is that what I wanted and what I really needed, mm. two different things. Mm. And it was in willing to actually let go of what I thought I wanted, which was coming from my ego personality and just really allowing in what my soul was guiding me to what I needed to grow and mm. to experience love at its deepest levels. Like mm. That's been the practice. That's been the journey. Mm. And just surrendering into this relationship. Mine's been one of, yeah, a surrender. Yeah. Um, but it, I couldn't be more fulfilled and... Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because what I'm just like reflecting that mine was kind of like I wanted you like I I knew like quite early on from when we were together I was like fuck I could totally have this man's baby and I was like oh I'm not saying that because <laughs> it's like way too early and uh, was, yeah and know, that reminds me of when you did we did that values exercise yeah you you gave me one of the most kindest uh, compliments I've ever received and you mm. said one day you're gonna make a great father mm. I still remember like that really meant a lot to me when mm. you said that. Yeah, I meant it. Yeah. I didn't expect you to be the father <laughs> of my child at that time, but yeah. Yeah, and then so, you know, we kind of, you know, we was, we were seeing each other, but again, it was like I totally knew that I loved you. I, I knew that I loved you and at the same stage, with, you know, we've got quite a big age difference and I'd just come out of a long-term relationship and, you know, you were still totally independent and had full freedom in your life, so we didn't really expect it to to work out the way it has but we had one particular night together that was just so beautiful and so powerful and there was like past life for me there was past life memories came up um and I yeah it really trans it really transformed and deepened um and I felt for you I think the big thing was I felt something totally new and a depth from you that I hadn't yeah felt yeah well Honestly, my experience of that night was you completely, like, transformed in front of my eyes. Mm. I, I don't. It's like we 
shifted into a parallel reality. It was, and before we, it was that afternoon and that night we made love. But before that, you showed me a photo album mm. and I saw you like when you were younger and I was just like, holy shit. Mm. Like if I'd have been in high school with you, I would have had a total crush on you. <laughs> I would have been like, oh. <laughs> and I just saw like it, it, uh, your essence at a much deeper level. And mm. that night when we made love, like everything just shifted. Mm. I don't know what it was. Mm. It just, I was just like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was very powerful. Mm. Um, and I feel called to share about like when we were first sort of becoming uh, a partnership, I guess. Um, and I was, yeah, I was in my independence and was still wanting my freedom because I wasn't aware that you were, you know, my soulmate, twin flame, whatever mm. you want to call it. Um, I'd, I just met someone else at the same time and I, was, I really wanted to explore that. Mm. And, you know, you gave me the freedom to go and explore that and I spent a weekend with that woman and mm. I, I was there lying in bed with her and then that's when I realised, shit, I really want to be with Greer. Mm. And that's when I realised, well, okay, there's something here with Greer mm. that is more than just a fling. I was aware that it was becoming, it was more than just mm. us sort of experimenting and being free loving. Mm. I, I knew there was something more to it then. Mm. And then I th- I'm pretty sure that was the weekend when everything shifted. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Because we went for a walk along the beach and yeah. I spoke about like, yeah. yeah, it just felt empty again. I just, all the, the gift of that experience was it made me realize just how much I wanted to be mm. with you. Mm. And, you know, I commend you full-heartedly because you had the courage to really allow me to go through that. Yeah, and I, I remember that week. I can so clearly remember being in the bath and it was, like, late at night. And I was like, fuck, Aaron's, like, with this woman, you know, not what's happening. Like, I knew what would be happening. And it was such a, um, a deeply challenging and deeply... Um, rich experience for me to go through to know Mm. that you're doing what you need and I I I knew as much as I didn't want you to be there I knew that you needed to be I knew that at that soul level and the personality level this was a journey that you had to honor and I knew that it was my role to you know honor that and and to not you know try to keep you or control you or um but yeah it was it was super scary and yeah I knew that if we didn't go through that that we yeah, there would have been this thing that hadn't played out yeah, that, yeah. that you'd always wonder and, yeah. yeah. And, you know, why, just for the listeners, why I felt compelled to share that is because, you know, our intention is to just share with you guys that, you know, Disney lied to us. It's not, <laughs> it's not of this big... Don't tell my daughters that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not this big fairy tale like, you know... We are in the relationship that we always dreamed of and we're now in the lifestyle that we had always envisioned mm-hmm. and dreamed of and it hasn't been easy to get here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the greatest, deepest love is also going to come with it, the greatest and most brutal challenges. Yeah, and the vulnerability. And the vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. So it was pretty soon after that. You were, you'd been asked to go up to Cairns and run a retreat. Yeah. With Stephen Chi. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and then they invited me to come up as well. And Yeah, well, Steve said to me, well, I was on a call with him and he just um, had started seeing his partner, Shitanya. Yeah. And she was a coach as well. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be running the retreat. Um, I'm going to bring Chi into it. And he's like, I just feel like there's someone else. He was saying, he oh, didn't really? even know I was with you. Yeah, yeah. right. He goes, wow. I just feel like there's another coach or something. Like, And I'm like, yeah, well, I can ask Rhea. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, do that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, all right, sweet. <laughs> and that was so beautiful to go and yeah. do that together it with was. them. It was yeah. super powerful. And I think that that really gave us a taste of what's possible. Because mm. at that time we were still very... Um, wanting adventure and travel and like run retreats around the world and you know we still do want that it's just in terms of priority list it's yeah. not well as a... for me that was like because you know in the year or it was only about a year before meeting you or it was actually no anyway it was around the time I met you I was doing a lot of visualization mm-hmm. and getting into peak state and putting my intentions out there and what I'd visualized was traveling around the world running retreats with my queen mm-hmm. neck minute I'm doing it. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> gangster. <laughs> well, yeah, it, yeah. It was, and you know, although I still wasn't aware of um, just how deep we were to go, mm. like for me, that was just like boom, manifestation, dream come true. Mm. I still was coming to terms with the whole you've got kids and things like yeah. we still had a lot of initiations yeah. and clearings and yeah. healings and, and ego deaths to go through yeah for sure and we just run our first couples retreat then as well yeah. because we had it like it all happened in like a few weeks we yeah. were running couples retreat we went out to cancer retreat and then you came home you'd your lease had run out so yeah. i was living with my mum at the time and yeah. so i asked if you could move in um yeah. to mum's and yeah, so we, so we did, and then a few months later, you know, we started looking for rentals, and and we found a beautiful property about thirty minutes out of the city, and we had like sheep and uh, you know, neighbours and beautiful like trees and bird life and and veggie wild garden. beach and veggie garden. Yeah, five and, minutes from the beach. Yeah, it was amazing. So awesome. we moved to this beautiful, we got a twelve month lease, and um and the whole intention was we signed up to like a twelve month um full mastermind. It was a big investment Business at the time, yeah. like big one, and we're like, right, let's just fucking yeah. rock this shit. We were so like. We were so ready, like we were so ready to yeah. absolutely rock it, and yeah. a bit and naive to uh, a bit naive, a bit naive yeah. as to what was to come. Yeah, but yeah. you know, well, yeah. One thing I, I was thinking about this before we started the podcast. One thing I love about us, and I'm just going to own this here, yeah. is that we're willing to just have a go. Yeah, yeah. And just doesn't have we don't have to have all our ducks lined up in a yeah. row before we give something a go. Like I yeah. thought, back, I was thinking back to that first couples retreat. Yeah. And just how much we've grown in our skill set yeah. and what we are really capable of providing as a mm. service now compared to what we provided back there. Yeah. It's just shifted yeah. so yeah. much. But I'm really proud that we yeah. had a go back then. Well, not only had a go, I think we had a massive, oh, those couples received yeah. massive yeah. benefit. Massive oh, I'm not taken away, but, you know, yeah. since then. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And Clifton really was... That's our rental. Mm. That was a hell of a 12 months. Yeah, it was. And so what happened a few months into that, we'd started, um, uh, we thought, oh, let's do some divine union work and yeah. sovereignty work. And because, well, yeah. yeah. Well, part, I'll just, part of um, 
us, you know, launching our business together through this mastermind, you know, and we were doing marketing. We actually had started another podcast called mm. The Frequency Shift. And I was yeah. like, who can we get? And I'd known a lady called Illumina Christos through my brother Josh. It's his mm. auntie. Mm. And she's a very embodied, uh, amazing spiritual teacher and you know, healer, just mm. amazing. Mm. And I'm like, awesome. I would interview Illumina. She'd be great. <laughs> it's just funny how, yeah, we we thought we started a podcast, but really yeah. oh it, it felt like we were contracted to work with her. And um, we definitely were. Yeah, yeah, in in that interview with her, she's just started reading. I think she was like reading my Akashic or my Soul Fragments or something. She was just mm, reading right. me. That's <laughs> right. She's like just talking about the masculine, feminine, and she was just describing my masculine to a T. And I was like, whoa. And I remember listening. Like I was kind of sitting on the side listening to her. I was going, whoa, like what is this, Who is this woman? And, yeah, she was all about um, divine union, you know, which is the balancing of the masculine and feminine and sovereignty within relationships. Mm. And, yeah, we really love the idea of divine union and we're totally naive to what sovereignty in relationships, what really, what that really means yeah. and entails, and yeah, yeah. So we really had no idea what was on top of. We said, "Hey, Luna, we want to work with you." Like, and we thought we'd be working as a couple. And she's like, oh, "I don't, I don't. I do the divine union and the sovereignty, but I do it like individually." I was mm. like, "Oh, okay." So we're like, we signed up for. I can't remember how many. We just months. did some sessions with her privately to begin with yeah but we i think like a commitment we're like right let's work with her for this period let's remember when we spoke with her she's at the start of the year she got a really strong message that she was to do work in tasmania that year and we're like oh awesome organize it (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right yeah oh my god because that was was when she came down and did that retreat that's really that's right where a lot of stuff came through oh yeah so we did the retreat with her but then we did and that brought up a lot of stuff and we did you know a lot of work but what really you know instigated this really deep work was when we worked with her as a couple immediately after the retreat it was in this house it was was upstairs upstairs. (laughs) and i remember going up to that session and i felt sick i was like i was nervous as fuck i just (laughs) knew i was like shit something is about to go down and she luna's like this lovely lovely gentle but strong you know woman and it was like I knew she had our best intention. It, was, it, it wasn't like when you went away and spent the weekend with a woman. But it, was that, like, it was a bit like that. Like it was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. And I know that we need to move through this. I, I know that what – and we weren't like fighting or anything, no, anything no. coming up at things all. Things were great. Yeah, things were great. <laughs> and then we had this session and it was so – Oh, my God. Talk oh my about God. bringing the dark to the light. Oh, shit. Like, you know, what we thought – was really, oh, I know for me, so much of what was creating me to be motivated and a go-getter mm-hmm. and a high achiever was coming from a neediness for love. Mm-hmm. And all that was brought up. And most importantly, it was cleared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so for me, after that session and those those clearings, it was like, fuck, who am I without this neediness? Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. had no idea. Like I just was questioning Everything, not just like, of course, I was questioning our relationship a bit, but more importantly, I was just questioning every decision I'd made mm. in my life. Mm. Like, it was huge. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know about you. Uh, I, I just remember, I, I remember kind of witnessing this shift in you and yeah. knowing that you were just going to this inner journey and that it's not that I wasn't invited. I knew that I wasn't a part of it. I knew that you needed to go on this and mm. that was super challenging. It was so challenging. Yeah. Cause I was like, fuck, I love this man. Like I'd, I'd finally had that intimacy and that depth of, you know, connection in every area of our relationship that mm. I'd been, you know, yearning for and really hadn't believed that I would have in this lifetime. And again, I didn't want you, I didn't want you to, to stop you from your journey. You know, of course I didn't, but fuck, it was intense. And so essentially what happened is that, um, you know, we were back in our rental and I just knew that this shift had happened for you. And, and I knew that I was a part, you know, it wasn't, it's mm. not like it was just you. Um, and I became aware of how needy essentially I was on being able to give you love mm. and the need to give love. Mm. And so for me, it was my masculine mm. um, that had really kind of been come up and been brought to the light. And so I was, I, I, for me, it was a big time of recognizing that, you know, my mother who, who I love dearly, who's an incredibly kind, generous woman, I realized that this maternal role that I'd always seen had actually always kind of been coming from the masculine energy of busyness and doing and pleasing and overgiving. And so it was really like, fuck, what is love? Like, what does it mean to love from a balanced place? Mm -hmm. And finding that right, you know, what, what are the right boundaries for me in, in every area of my life? How do I, when I'm giving, yeah, I'm giving because I want to give to the other person, but actually how much is that? is that stemming from my need to be enough and my need to be worthy and my need to be loved? And I realized there was all these subconscious drivers that was driving mm. these aspects of myself that I always really loved and taken about myself and taken pride. And all of a sudden I was like, fuck, that's coming from lack. That's yeah. so that was, that was intense. It was huge. And I just remember so clearly, like I had to go get some theta sessions to help integrate all this stuff because I just could not like see through the, the clouds essentially mm. and mm. I just kept seeing myself being back on my mate Josh's property in New South Wales which is where I spent a lot of time um, on my soul journey mm. you know previous to meeting you and mm. everything and I could just see myself like doing yoga on a rock like that was just the vision I it's all I could mm. see and I was like I just I just got to go back and to the well no I, it was me that said it yeah that's right yeah I was just getting that vision, but mm. and I just wasn't a hundred percent sure that was the right move mm. or not. And um, yeah, yeah, a couple of my like Illumina and you know Samira, the both of them said, you know, maybe that's what you need. Mm. And it wasn't until because yeah, I remember like I said to you, you know, maybe maybe you need to go back to the farm and you know have that time to yourself. And and then you went to the beach, remember, and you called on Dad. That was something else. Oh, was it? Oh, God. Yeah, that oh, after, that was another time. It was yeah. after Pearl's yeah, party. Okay, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so essentially you, we we kind of decided that you'd go back to the farm and yeah. we didn't know how long you were going back for, but we knew you kind of needed to go there. So we weren't, we didn't break up, but... Um, no, not a... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a... It's so It wasn't a breakup because no. I remember your mum and... and Sedo came over and we said, yeah, we've decided to take the next step in our relationship and we'd match, we'd bought matching suitcases <laughs> and then said, and something else and yeah. said, you're going to move back to the farm and that, 
yeah, it was because of our love for one another and because of our commitment to honoring each other's truth yeah. and allowing for that that led you to, yeah, to go back there. So, yeah, yeah so you moved back there and how long, yeah. Yeah, well, and at the time, like, we'd actually decided that I'd move there, not just yeah. know, go spend some time there, but actually move there. Yeah. Um, which, looking back on it, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But uh, just to give a bit of perspective on what the farm is, is I was guided there through this intuition journey. Um, and I met Josh and, uh, we both have a, a massive vision of creating a retreat space out on his property there in rural, 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 rural. I can never say that word. <laughs> rural. Yeah. It's a hard word to say. Uh, in rural, rural New South <laughs> Wales. <laughs> Just call it wee wee. Yeah. In wee wee <laughs> New South Wales. And, um, yeah, I just, just, decided that you know i'm going to go back there and start building that vision and you know Mm. with the intention that you could move there as well if that's what you so chose and when you moved like i drove up with you and yeah you came with me and um but yeah just did i and then i dropped you off at the train station oh shit yeah fuck oh did i cry you cried yeah and i didn't did you no I didn't cry. It was really interesting. Well, right. Mind you, I had spent about three months crying because yeah, I <laughs> I had like a month before you left. I was crying. I felt That's totally right. going through abandonment, yeah. rejection. Like yeah, I hadn't actually. Hard. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then it was when you dropped me off and you you wept like a yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah, in the yeah, and I just remember driving back after dropping you off. Like, it's just that going into the unknown again Mm. there's something just I've always had just the the courage I guess to really jump into the unknown whether it's Mm. moving overseas which I did a couple of times or traveling around Australia it's just that there's such freedom in the unknown Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's something I've um, really just delve into quite a few times mm-hmm. so anyway mm. we went I went through a massive initiations doing various stuff mm-hmm. uh, there and um and you too you spent yeah. time on your own which you'd was, never done it was the first time in my life that I spent time on my own and um you know I still have my daughters but I had them uh eight days on six days off and yeah it was the first time in my life that I had had lived on my own and had time on my own so it was a really it was actually a really beautiful time for me. I started to get into you know, ecstatic dance and um, um, and just deep self-care and self-love and really started to nurture myself and, you know, really look after my body. I was training pretty regularly, eating really well and going to bed whenever I wanted to and then waking up when I wanted to. And, yeah, so I also had this taste of freedom and I didn't have any desire to go out and see friends or anything. It was mm. like... And people say, oh, do you, you know, do you get lonely? I'll be like, no, I, I love living away from everything. Like, I love it. I thrived in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so essentially what happened over those few months, we were still, you know, in contact pretty regularly, but you didn't have reception where you lived. Yeah. And, and we I remember I came down to Melbourne. We met in Melbourne for our mastermind. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. We'd spent awesome. about four weeks apart. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, so I, I think we have... saw each other two or three times over those few months. Yeah, but you you are right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like I didn't have a recept. I had to walk up a pretty steep hill mm. 
um, to get a tiny bit of reception. Yeah. Um, and I would probably do that once or twice a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if I missed you, I'd miss you. And, and don't get me wrong, like, I had an <clears throat> incredible time of beautiful self-love and um, deep self-enrichment and... I went through some big dark nights of the soul and some big, deep, dark shadow stuff. And I remember, you know, really there being a few times where I just fucking needed to talk to you mm. and because I had all these fears coming up and you weren't, you know, I couldn't get in contact with you. And um, so it was, it, again, it was a real challenge and a real gift to sit in that neediness of you and wanting you to help me and support me mm. and you not being there and yeah. me realising just how strong I am and how um that inner I really learned a lot about what it is to um guide oneself and be with oneself and really sit with oneself in the deepest darkest spheres without having anyone to lean on other than you know our soul and our inner union and that divine union so it again it was an incredibly powerful time for me a beautiful an incredibly challenging time and an incredibly beautiful time Mm. Mm. yeah so thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) well the gift of it was you know we really did step into a level of sovereignty which is a basically a level of wholeness yeah and so we had to work through all our unconscious neediness which we were totally unaware of Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and yeah that was tough yeah real tough yeah and it really Came to a tipping point at one mm-hmm. stage where you you can tell this bit. Well, it was about it was, you were due to come home to Tassie in about two weeks, and yeah. you were coming home for like the month of December because my sisters were coming from WA. Right, yeah. We were scattering my dad's ashes. Yeah, we we're going to go to Falls. Like yeah. we had like a you know plans for December, and um, we'd gotten to a point where I remember I was driving to you know our good friends to to spend a night in her beautiful property in the country and um, I was talking to you and I pulled over and you were just kind of in this space of really again questioning and I think my, my experience of it was that you're in this um, place of uh, I don't know if I'm if, if it felt to me that you'd actually be like closed a bit of your heart to me and um and that it's not that you didn't care, but you'd gotten to this level of independence and not wanting to be... Well, I, I knew that I wasn't the one to fix you. Yeah. Well, um, at that point, I, I, that's like that was more into something like a conversation a few weeks prior to that. But when we were actually had that conversation, it was just this sense of like, I remember saying to you, like, do you actually want to be in a relationship? Like let alone with me, but do you want to be in a relationship? Cause it, it didn't feel like that. Mm. I felt, I felt an energetic kind of closing from you. And, um, I remember you paused and was just like, I, you know, I don't know. Mm. And, um, we kind of hung up, the phone, like not then and there, but it was like, all right, well, you know, think about because because also like you're coming down, you're going to meet the family, you're going to be there for dad's right. scattering the ashes. It's like this is a really holy time. If you're yeah. if you're not really in, I don't expect you to say you want to marry me, but if if you're kind of in and out a bit, then you need to call it now because you know I I kind of don't want you to come if if that's where you're at. Yeah. Either you're here or you're not. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
um, yeah, I'm a bit vague on that conversation, but yeah, now you say that, it's so true because yeah. yeah, I just remember coming down from the hill, just like oh, going through so much like you know ego death again of questioning again every decision I'd made, mm. um, and um, I really grieved our relationship. Mm. I went down to the cabin I was staying in, I wept. Yeah, I wept and. Um, I, I allowed that grief. I didn't try to avoid it or suppress it or mm. shun it or anything. I allowed that grief through me. And then I, I remember I went and got on my rings. I started doing some pull-ups. I just tapped back into like a new – I reclaimed a part of my power that I don't know, that I'd unconsciously been giving away to the feminine, not you in mm. general, but the feminine. Mm. That Yeah. And I remember reclaiming that and just the – wow, like, you know, whether I'm with you or not, I've fucking got this. Mm. You know, if I'm here on my own, whatever, I'm going to keep moving forward. And mm. um, I really stepped back into my new level of power and did my workout and then allowed the sort of power to move through. And then I was back in my heart and I was like, you know what? I really love this woman. I love spending time with her. She, you know, life is just so much more joyful with her in my life and I want to build my life with her and mm. that's when I was like well, I'm coming home mm. yeah. and I remember I went up to my girlfriends and she's about 10 years older or so than than me so she's you know got another 10 years of wisdom on her and I remember you know she knew you and I she knows yeah. you and I well she knows our relationship well and and um, I think she'd always been impressed isn't quite the word but she I think she'd always really honored the depth of our love and the the truth of it I guess and um yeah I remember you know sharing with her and it was really powerful for me to be in the presence of this kind of strong strong woman who it's not that she it's not that she gave me that but just being in her presence helped me tap back into my you know because I've you know fucking loved you I knew that I loved you without any doubt and I knew I would love you forever and we always have said that that we've always known we'd love each other forever mm. um whether we were in relationship yeah. or not yeah. um and I and I knew and you know I had started going through the fuck I'm in like my getting towards my late 30s and I've got two kids and now I'm like don't have anywhere to live you know of my own and what the fuck am I doing mm. um and at the same time I knew whether you came home or not, I, I knew that I'd made the right decision to end my marriage. I knew I'd made the right decision to just give my all to you and I mm. and really go for it and yeah. really go for our business, even yeah. though at that point it hadn't really worked out. And yeah. even though nothing in my life, nothing looks like I thought it was <laughs> going to be. And, you know, it had an impact on my relationship with my children or, or I mean, we still love each other. But, you know, I could see the impact that it, the separation had on my my girls but I knew I knew that I was on the right path and whether or not you and I stayed together I trusted because of that whole heart consciousness the whole heart guidance I knew I'd been for honoring that and I knew that I'd be okay and and it was really that night that I let it go and I didn't know where you were at of course because you didn't have reception yeah. but I just I remember going to bed and go you know what and so it is, you know, I, I trust and, and I'm letting this guy and what will be, will be. And if it's, if it is in our highest path, then we're going to come back from this stronger than ever. Yeah. And, and then the next morning yeah. I woke up and I was like, I know I got a text from you and I can't remember what the text said, but it, I don't know. It was just the energy of it. We were both on like, yeah. right. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was so exciting. Like, oh my was. God, you're coming back in yeah. two weeks. It's like, fuck, I can't wait to see you. And yeah. really since then it's been amazing. Yeah. It has. Yeah. And yeah. It was so powerful coming home again and then, um, yeah, meeting all your sisters and yeah. everything. And then um, me going through even more, you know, not feeling enough to be part of, you know, your amazing family. Like, I'd, yeah, I'd come from... My parents divorced. I'd had step parents and everything, and I'd sworn mm. as a kid that there's no way I'm ever having that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet here I was, yeah. And the gift, and because I'd come back and really committed to you, it meant that I was also really fully committing to the role that um, you know, in the girls' lives, and um, and because I'd committed to that, I'd really started to get the gifts. Mm. of taking that on and really doing even more deeper healing journey now you know healing some of my inner child aspects and Mm. um it's we've just entered a whole new phase haven't we yeah, and I was just going to say, we did have that initiation on the full moon in January, oh, yeah. um, but we won't go into that story. <laughs> so it, it hasn't been all roses since you came home. No, It no. was a really big kind of couple of days um, where, again, you kind of really had to go into, am I ready to be a step parent? Because you, you know, you get yeah. this seriousness yeah. of it. Well, yeah, I wanted to <laughs> run away again. Yeah, yeah. And again, I had to be like, okay, well, if you need to go, you yeah. need to go. Like, again, it was this, and I really feel like that's the last time that that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, definitely. Happened now. Definitely, yeah. 100%. And we've, we're just so blessed that we've got the mentors and teachers around us to really help us shift through that Yeah. You know, with ease and grace. Yeah. Like, yeah, just so blessed to have yeah. the right people around us, Yeah. really. And it's pretty amazing because about we so we basically we started a business together in November two thousand and six seventeen. Yeah. And again, like we'd call it Greer and Aaron Global Enterprise, <laughs> and we both would like cringe when we'd say it because we thought it was a bit wanky. But that's kind of that was yeah that's yeah. what had happened. And yeah. it's it's fine. But we had a, we had a Facebook page, and you know we both <laughs> had, our own, had our own private men's and women's online groups and. Um, we go through periods of posting and creating quite a lot of content and, yeah. and over that last year we also ran some online courses, couples retreats, a men's and women's retreats. Yeah. Like we'd had some We did some, a transformational retreat this this yeah. year as well. Yeah, yeah. Back. And had some private clients. So we had mm-hmm. been working, but again, because our our priority over the last year really has been our own inner journey and our own relationship has absolutely taken priority over the business and for that whole integrity thing like yeah you know we we just don't want to be teaching anything that we're not living a hundred percent and uh and also only really doing our content when it feels inspired absolutely because we i've tried to force it well Mm -hmm. i have forced content in the past and it just is shit it just goes nowhere so Um, we've also really embodied what it really means to trust and surrender. Yeah. Yeah. And let, truly let go of identities, beliefs. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. So about six, six, how long ago was it? Four, six weeks ago, we decided to, okay, we need to actually just close down Greer and Aaron, you know, that business. Well, I don't think, we we just knew we'd hit a plateau with Greer and Aaron. Yeah. And it's like, well, where are we going? 
Yeah, I thought we wanted to rename it like it's, yeah, what is our, because we had lots of kind of different offerings. It was a bit scattered and a bit confusing to us, let alone to the the customers. (laughs) And we didn't really have a clear journey to take people on, you know, kind of. So, um, yeah, so we did some really, um, we kind of, yeah, committed to to rebirthing the business essentially. And um, it was really literally within days of making that decision. And we'd done some powerful meditations and really tapped into the vision of, our life together and what we wanted to create. And um, I remember one particular meditation, it was a guided meditation. It was all about getting really specific on the business and client numbers and dollars and things like that. And we both came out of this half-hour meditation and looked at each other and we're just like, I just kept seeing our home. And it was all about our lifestyle and we'd both had such yeah. similar visions. And um, lo and behold, yeah, we just we discovered soon after that we were pregnant. Yeah, and um, that was a big whoa <laughs> shit. Whoa, Morphe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we we'd always had a sense and a feeling that we would have a child. And um, I know from my intention at the start of this year, when I was doing my intentions on the new moon of at the start of the year, mm-hmm. it was like you know creating the environment, the resources, and the yeah. space for us to bring in a child. Yes. So, yeah, so for a child to suddenly be here, it's like, hang on, (laughs) this isn't what we had planned. Yeah, it's like, shit, it's like, I remember thinking, we need to turn back time, like, this isn't, it's too early. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was panicky, because we're, you know, at the moment we're living at my mum's, and we're like, we need to be, like, financially set up, and, yeah, yeah, so it was, um, it was a big shock, and at the same time, um... They, I think the whole process helped us realize, even though we felt like it wasn't the right time, and it did frighten us a bit. And then it required us to go in next level conversation about, you know, what is our commitment to one another? Because I certainly had the fear of having children to another man, and then us not staying together. And you know, it's like so we had some, you know, big conversations about that and about money and, mm. um, you know, what our priorities, how how would we manage our money and. Um, yeah, and then we kind of, I think that process really, again, brought out how much we really wanted to have a baby together. Yeah. And that even though we didn't feel in our egos that it was the right time, fuck, what if this is actually the perfect time and this yeah. is totally divinely guided and what what would be the most courageous thing to do? What if we were to truly trust and surrender? What would, yeah. again. You know, what would we do again? <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, my God, we're having we're having a baby. Yeah, and um, the blessings have just started flowing in. Like, oh. It's amazing. Like the the, like the word that's coming is harmony that's, you know, flourishing between the dynamics in our whole family system yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing you know, how our personality, our ego can sort of... Um, make up stories about what we think we need Mm -hmm. and then when life has other ideas and we just let go of that yeah it's like oh i can see clear now yeah yeah yeah. and when we let go of the i was talking to someone yesterday about like i had a bit of a oh it's almost i wouldn't have used this term but i realized there's a part of me that was like embarrassed that i needed to live at you know my mum's and that we'd there'd be like three generations in the one house and you know, and but realizing like, wow, how beautiful! Yeah. What a what an incredibly 
beautiful time. And I actually, I had this thought the other day, I didn't share it with you, but I was just this deep knowing that we're going to look back on this time, these few years, you know, two or three years with mum and really see them as some of like our golden years. Yeah. Like we're going to have lots of golden years, but yeah. just the good old the, days. Yeah, 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 <laughs> just the beauty of that, of having, and you know, mum who, who's a widow now, of having, giving her the gift of a, a beautiful baby. And yeah. mum's incredibly incredible caregiver and how much you know I'll, i will benefit from her support and yeah. how the girls like my daughters are so excited they send us a message today with their like top names and yeah. how is the baby how big is the baby now and yeah. so it's really exciting and yeah. um we're due we're kind of we're almost at the end of the first trimester yeah and um yeah yeah and we have a, a really clear vision on you know what we want to create in our lives and Mm -hmm. it's part of our vision for humanity like Mm -hmm. we really envision a a world where people are living in harmony with the earth and Mm -hmm. um, in the cycles in their natural rhythms and flows and uh, uh, we want to build a home that's like a sanctuary yeah and we grow our own food we have a space where we can do our work and run our retreats and um, you know make delicious food and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nurture people and it's also a place where we can embody you know our purpose as divine mother divine father and mm. you know have our divine child that holy trinity mm. which i'm just seeing so clearly now is mm. our real purpose mm-hmm. and it's like i had an idea of what i thought my purpose was for so many and you know our purpose evolves as we evolve yeah for sure and i can just see now yeah. like whoa we're really here to em- embody that, yeah. you know, divine mother, divine father, mm-hmm. you know, for the birth of the, the new children to, to live in, in the new earth. Yeah, because I think what certainly what I've come to really deeply know, particularly over the last three, six months with the work that we've been doing with clients is just how much of our trauma and pain and suffering relates back to our childhood. Yeah. And I'd kind of always turned my nose up a bit about inner child healing. I'm not sure why, I just kind of thought it was a bit fluffy or something. But I just, I see now that when someone's in reactive, you know, they're this five-year-old who isn't being heard, who isn't felt being, you know, they're being heard. And so to have the opportunity to continue to work with clients and and support them in you know healing those earlier wounds but to raise a child you know is and of course we're not going to be perfect parents but you know it's as conscious to be conscious parents and and I really feel that we're here to you know as you know you know to work with other parents and other step families and and other couples who yeah. and singles you know who yeah. who are wanting a really conscious relationship and and yeah. the conscious relationship doesn't mean it's an easy relationship yeah at all you know we you as some as you would have heard through some of this story we've gone into there's been we've gone into massive massive uh things and we've only shared little bits of it but um there's the incredible freedom that comes from really being able to be ourselves and express ourselves and be seen in our darkness and our shadow and and know that we're not we're not just those aspects that there's something much greater to us and when we see that in one another and see that from ourselves, we're able to love one another um, from that space and mm. love all of the other, even the parts that are less likable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's a gift you've given me, Greer, is like loving me through my shadows and in uh, 
going through those shadows and, and doing that work, it's, you know, releasing the conditioning that creates conditions yeah. on unconditional love. Yeah. And that's what we're really moving towards is mm. living from a space of unconditional love. Yeah. And, you know, of course we're not going to be perfect parents. Like, And really I see the divine child as a, a child that remembers who they are before they came into this life, who's connected to their heart and embodies their gifts from an early age. Mm. Like, mm. It's not that they're going to be the best athlete or the mm-hmm. smartest kid or the... Or be toilet know, trained yeah, when they first come The out. most <laughs> talented. It's just they're going to embody their yeah. gifts and, and remember who they are and, and yeah. live in that space of connection and bringing that divinity to the earth and bringing heaven to earth. Mm. And that's that's the vision I have is you know heaven on earth and that will be our home and that will just be a microcosm mm-hmm. of the macrocosm on earth and, yeah. and just being a real beacon and and way shower for for what we can create when we live from our and love from our soul mm-hmm. and remember our truth live our truth speak our truth mm. break free from that. Break yeah, free from conditioning those circles, of, cycles that no longer serve. Yeah, yeah. ancestral patternings, ancestral mm-hmm. karma. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just so passionate about it. It's just, I'm excited. I know. I'm excited for the future. I'm yeah. excited for now. Like, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, it's happening now. Yeah. Like, it's so clear to me. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just invite everyone who's listening just to really commit you know, commit to having the courage to honoring your path mm-hmm. and breaking free from the limitations that are holding you back from really living the life that you know mm-hmm. deep down mm-hmm. is is really a potential. Yeah. And bringing that potential into your reality and, yeah. and living it. Yeah. Because we can. We can, yeah. we can call that in. And, and But we have to be willing to let go. Yeah. And um, and break free. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, I've read a quote um, earlier today, but again, it talks about that whole that, and I know I did this for a long time, like wanting to stay safe and secure and not realizing that that, um, what we think is a, a sanctuary, a haven for safety is actually, and then prison's a bit too, you know, full on, but it's actually, it's keeping us. From what we really want and um, I know there was a time that safety and security was my top you know that was a really high value and then it's just yeah realizing that what what's possible for for us when we're willing to have the um, to open ourselves to true freedom and true um, embodiment of our soul expression mm. Mm. Yeah, safety and security was never really a value for me <laughs> But it's, it's slowly creeping in. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening and still listening. This is our first podcast. We did have a pilot, so if this is the first one that you've heard and you haven't checked out our pilot, feel free this to is the first tune into that. A Ridgy Didge. A Ridgy Didge. Yeah. That's right. The other one was just testing, just testing the waters. Yeah. Getting everything run up and running. So, yeah. Congratulations. You've listened to the first Soul Love podcast. You are, you are officially awesome. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. Blessed be. 
Hey there, we trust you've got value from this episode and we want to gift you something. If you want even more value and a vibe with what we're putting out, we've got an epic free training called the Infinity Flow Model. This model is channeled directly through us and it is the core principle foundations of what we live on a daily basis that allows us to live our heart space desires and love from our soul. We've put a link to that in the show notes as well as a link to our online community of Awakening Souls which really offers the space and the support to step into your truth, your power and your heart and all members receive access to two of our online courses. So check it out and in the meantime, keep keep living living and loving from from the soul. soul.